Also, not to go for realism here, but would someone robbing a liquor store really, like, shoot a guy point blank who, like, just walks toward them? Why wouldn't he just run away? I, I felt like the they wouldn't have actually escalated I mean, it if he was in a costume and he was super buff, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you have to assume that he's some sort of hero, right? Nobody looks like that and wears a suit that dumb. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 555 with a review of Shazam! Shazam! And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, as your eardrums might now know, um, we are reviewing the film Shazam. Um, so it is the latest film in the DC universe. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that film, at least in the trailer, you know, there's, there's a big conversation about whether um, the guys in the film would prefer flight or invisibility if they could choose between those two powers. So in Classic Forum, we will have that discussion right now. Stephen Miller, if you could have flight or invisibility, which would you choose? First, I want to point out we didn't introduce ourselves like we normally do in this episode. Oh, I've, that is true. But it, it's okay. It, it flowed better anyway, and you eased my full name in here like you like you knew we didn't do it. <laughs> so I, I respect it. It was a good hosting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you try to go off script at the beginning. Yep. Um, yeah, so I've actually been thinking about this since watching Shazam yesterday. Um, I know it's a cliched answer, but I think flight. I, I just feel like there's so many times in my life that flight would make it easier i guess the question they don't ask is like how much energy does flight expend on you does it expend energy the way running would expend energy you just like can fly or do you get to kind of like coast and not have to do anything but i mean you can ask the same question is is there a level of like like psychic energy that is expended when you become invisible right like do you have to literally be like is it like holding in a fart as long as you want to be invisible (laughs) right like what are the i would let it rip the moment i become invisible personally (laughs) Uh, but but no, the thing, the reason is invisibility has its own benefits no matter what. Yeah. Flight in my daily life, the main benefit would be being able to quickly move around places. And if like you were expending a ton of energy to do that, a lot of the benefit would go down because it would yeah. be like limited or it wouldn't be as convenient as it would have felt before. So True. I don't know, but I'm gonna assume <clears throat> I'm gonna assume the hydrodynamics still work, which means flying like takes less than moving on the ground. And I'm going to say flight. It'd be pretty sweet, like, to fly so home. You would stay on the ground. You just would You would just be an inch off the ground so that you don't have to expend energy to yeah. walk. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, like, I walked far on Saturday, and I had to figure out how to get home from another part of town. And I was like, oh, I can lift, but it's going to be like a 30-minute drive. Do I want to do that? And I could, like, walk, but, oh, I'm so tired already. If I could have just, like, flown home, yeah. that would have been great. Yeah. No, I, I feel like you can only do the flying at night because you don't want people to see you, right? Like at right. night, you can just lift off anytime you're on the street by yourself and then land somewhere that you can. Like I yeah. could fly onto my balcony, right? And mm. chances are maybe nobody would see it happening. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm Christopher Schneezy and I break all questions like this. Um, for me, it would it would depend on how far outside of myself my powers extend. Like if I can grab somebody's hand and they both either get flight with me for the duration of us holding hands or they gain invisibility, then, like, does it extend to objects I touch? Like, can mm. I walk into an Apple star store and just grab a laptop and then the laptop's invisible? 
right? Like, like these are important questions. Your dream superpower gets you a laptop. I guess mine is public translate. So. <laughs> I'm just giving an example of things, right? Um, <laughs> more recording equipment for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I just think that, like, it, it's... We could record during work hours and no one would know. <laughs> They'd be like, what? Are they just playing their podcast in the office on speakers <laughs> that we didn't know were in the walls? Um, but yeah, I, I think that it really comes down to um, what you can do with it. I, I would say, I would have to say probably for now without knowing the bounds of the power and what it extends to, I would also say flight just because getting around would be the convenient thing. And I think that uh, being able to move about the city without needing my car <laughs> or needing to ride public transit um, would be a great power to have. Yeah. No, it'd be great. As yeah. long as you haven't been drinking the night before and then like there's an emergency crash landing and <laughs> nobody nobody knows if they should like applaud you or criticize you. I was going to make that joke early about the power of flight also gives you the ability to do a barrel roll in a plane while yeah. on alcohol and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what do you say, Stephen? We get ready to do this review of Shazam. Can't wait. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Shazam and then come back and give you a review. Daily bats. I choose you as champion. Say my name so my powers will become yours. Shazam. Are you for real? Say it, okay? Say my name. Right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. This is proof of authenticity. Super strength. Electricity manipulation. Hyperspeed. I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. Sparkle fingers. No, it's not. It's not my. That's not my name. Chosen one. Oh, you're like a bad guy, right? You literally did the opposite of what a superhero is supposed to do. You're him. You're the hero. You're welcome for not getting robbed. I'm Batman. Get him back in. How old are you? Basically, fifteen. Electrocuted a bus and almost killed these people. And then I caught it! And leave tall buildings in a single bound. I'm sorry! I'm so sorry! Alright, so that was the trailer for Shazam. Um, it is a superhero film in which a kid gets sent to a wizard dimension or a place where a wizard tells him a story about uh, how people were protecting the world from the seven sins and uh, bestows upon him his uh, own powers that he has in order to help him go off and protect the world um, in the way that the wizard can't because the wizard's dying because he's old and doesn't have enough power, even though he has enough power to give the kid his powers. Sure. Um, but uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Shazam? 
I I liked it. So I I will say I went in with like relatively low expectations. I knew that it had pre pre screened to roughly like a hundred thousand people uh, a few weeks ago. So a ton of buzz had come in from it already. Yeah. But like I didn't want it to taint me. In general, I wasn't that excited about it. Like I don't know anything about the Shazam property. It it looked kind of hokey to me. Um, and so I I didn't want to go in thinking like is this a masterful, amazing superhero movie? I just wanted to be like, is this a fun time that's like either wholesome or silly or something, right? Like that, like that's all I wanted. Um, so I saw it in IMAX, and I I, I thought it was fun. It I, I didn't think it was amazing. Like I I thought it was a pretty fun time that kind of taps into the the subtext of a lot of superhero movies, which is what would it feel like for regular people to become superheroes like like in the last 10 years especially i feel like a lot of superhero movies are about like the love of superheroes and the love of comics and like the wish fulfillment that they give and this movie is very directly about that because it's about a world where superman and batman exist as like as far as i can tell and yeah. I mean, there are references to their existence. The city doesn't behave when Shazam appears as though they're used to Superman flying around. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's not Metropolis. And it's yeah, not and they Gotham, also, so. they do behave with like, they're a little bit more like credulous than they would be, I think, in a world without superheroes. Yeah. Like, I feel like people pretty quickly are like, oh, yeah, it's a superhero. We got one. Um, but But anyway, so it, it kind of lives in this world where like, People look up to superheroes. They nerd out about them the way they nerd out about anything else. And all of a sudden, a kid who doesn't have a family gets this power. And he gets the like joy of having it. And I thought the best thing about this movie is the comedy. I think it is like very broadly funny most of the time in a way that doesn't really wear out its welcome as far as I could tell. I feel like it, it does a good job keeping it nice and upbeat. I think it does a good job with the heart moments without hammering them too hard. Yeah. Like, everything about the foster family that this kid goes to live with, I feel like is 10 times sweeter than it looked in the trailer. Uh, like, especially the the parents in the foster family. I feel yeah. like they're they're wonderful. Like, I, I, want, I want them in other movies. They're just very heartwarming and nice in a way that isn't undercut by a joke or anything. It's just yeah, like, yeah. it is what it is. Let's let you sit with that. Um. And I think the movie goes to some places about like parenthood and especially the the main kids past in a way that I thought like I haven't seen other movies of this genre tackle that kind of thing before. So it got it got real in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um I also so praises I like Mark Strong as the villain. I think he's like really good. I like Zachary Levy as Shazam. I really like Asher Angel as Billy Batson, kind of the star. I don't think Zachary Levy does a good impression of Asher Angel at all. I think I think the goal of his character is to be that kid turned into a superhero and is now acting like a kid in an adult body. And I feel like he is acting like a kid, but not that kid. He's it, saying it, things and acting goofy in a way that that kid would not act goofy. It's a minor criticism, but I just felt like he could have like he could have been anyone in that moment. Like, I didn't feel like he was doing the work of actually trying to inhabit that kid he, and that kid's personality and everything. That is true. But he's also, it's not like he's supposed to be, it's not like he's doing like a sorry to bother you thing where it's supposed to be the kid's voice coming out of his body, right? Mm-hmm. That he, he's, he's just a superhero who has the mind of a 15-year-old, right? He's right. becoming sort of a different person in that moment. And I, and I think 
for me, it really, really works. But I, I also like Zachary Levi, right? Yeah. Like, I, 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 he's, I loved the shtick he was doing. Like, I, I think this film succeeds based on his performance in this film. I, I mean, I think he's really, really, really funny in it. I just feel like yeah. they, they could have done little things where he would have ticks that the kid had or his yeah. joke. Because his sense of humor is a lot more, like, broad and silly and kind of, like, I, I don't know. He he kind of acts like like a like a drunk guy, like a little kid who doesn't know what he's doing. Where the actual kid Billy Batson is like really savvy and clever yeah. and stuff. And it, it, it it's a minor nitpick. I get so, it's probably worth it for the broad comedy anyway. I just felt like they could have so, done. So something here there. here's the real question: Is whose job was it to be the other person? Is uh, it technically sh- it, does Shazam have to act like the kid, or should the kid be trying to act like Shazam? I think Shazam has to act like the kid. <laughs> I think seniority rules apply here. <laughs> but I and anyway, Wait, I, I, I like reverse it. seniority rules. Sure, I, I feel like the <laughs> the person with more responsibility should be entrusted with more responsibility the older he is. Oh um, yeah, 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 okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, a, anyway, I, I like, with like great I age it. comes it, great responsibility. It, it had a very like Marvel vibe. I, I felt like it like it had a lot of banter, a lot of silliness, but it was a lot. It was also a lot more like wacky and like exuberantly silly than that i think it's best exemplified by the credit scene at the end which i think is one of the best parts of the movie actually uh there's like an animated bit that it's closing out that is really diving into like the joy of being obsessed with superheroes and the thrill it's kind of like the lego movie right this feels like a live action version of the lego movie um yeah so i i I think it's really fun i i didn't (laughs) think it was like amazing like it didn't blow my mind necessarily the way that i felt like some early reviews suggested it would but i thought it was totally good and i'm totally happy to watch more of this movie yeah no, i i had a lot of fun with it i think it's a film that is totally fine playing silly in the superhero universe and making references to the existence of everything else but still being willing to do its own thing, which is weird that it is set in the same universe as Superman and Wonder Woman and all these other characters because, like, like we might have to have a little spoiler segment. Sure. Um, but let's just say uh, the DCEU or DCU now has a Tony Stark problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which we'll get to later on. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think it... I, I had a great time with it. And and the funny thing, too, is the fantasy elements of it are very, very silly, right? Mm-hmm. Just this idea of of people being sort of abducted to be tested with this moral challenge, whether or not they can take on the Shazam powers. Mm-hmm. Like, that is goofy as hell. But for yeah. some reason, I was totally on board with it 100%. Like, I like the weird uh, Seven Sins, like, statues. I oh, like, I didn't even get to talk about uh, them yet. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Go, go ahead. Great. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm just echoing. You, you can give the praise. But I think that's an awesome, like, bad guy idea. I think it's super fun in a very, very, very silly way. Yeah, I like the, the conceit of them. The design of them is kind of fun. I, I even like the joke because they're all basically demons. And there's even a joke that lust doesn't particularly look like a lusty character mm-hmm. <laughs> um like honestly gun to my head i just assume the one with the long tongue is lust but i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> um but but yeah like like just the idea of what they represent and how they interplay with the villain character what taking the eye symbolizes and physically manifests itself as um the motivation of the villain is really really compelling um like we've talked about in a lot of the films most villains are just like I'm here to destroy bad guys, but this is a villain who 
just wanted power, which, I mean, obviously all villains just want power, but he has a very specific arc that he's going on, and he has this very, very specific reason for appearing to challenge Shazam mm -hmm. um, in a way that makes sense. It's not just that, like, this crazy, powerful villain happened to be in the same city that Shazam was in. Oh. It's like he's specifically on the hunt for Sh Shazam for a specific reason. Yeah, I mean, he um, wants to be the very best that no one ever was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's why he catches <laughs> deadly sins in his ball. <laughs> But I, I, I really enjoyed too. I, I think the casting in this film is is ninety five percent of the of the film. Mm -hmm. Some of the casting we can't talk about right now. Yeah. Um, but I just there are individual characters that yep. just showing up. I was like, this is the fucking. There, there is movie a lot of joy in this movie about the the casting that you don't know about yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is don't don't even use IMDb until you've already watched this film because there are just spoilers in the cast list. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great film. It has a lot of heart, as you said. Um, and I, I really, I really dug the like the big moments of this film, right? Like just that feeling of like child in adult body, the way they play with that. It just, this is a film that is a genuine joy to watch in a way that the other uh, DC films have not been up until this morning or this morning, <laughs> up until this moment. I, I really like. I had so much fun with this. I mean, I, I really, I, I still love Man of Steel. I think it's a great film. Whole, it's serious. It's deadly serious, right? Mm -hmm. But I love it for being that drama that it, that story it wanted to tell. This is like, oh yeah, remember superhero movies are fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this isn't just like, like Ant Man's fun, right? But it's mostly fun because like Michael Pena. <laughs> And and like a little bit Paul Rudd, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, but I think in general those films are kind of fun because there's joking in them, but they're not genuinely fun. Like this, you know, we saw Dumbo like a week or two ago, whatever yep. it ended up being. And um, part of the theme in that film that doesn't really get realized is the like you just made me feel like a kid again, right? Like the seeing Dumbo fly brings me back to being a child and seeing the circus for the first time. And I think that this film sort of brings me back to like what it was like to watch early superhero films like where you're like, yeah, superheroes are the greatest, right? <laughs> this this is all about the wish fulfillment of being able to be a child who looks at superhero characters and then the ability to suddenly have that ability, not in like a Spider-Man way where you got bit, but just like now you have this ability and you don't know what to do with it. And I just, I thought it was really, it was really fun. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I do think the, like the the family aspect works really well. Like I'm I'm not someone who often likes cute kids in movies. Like I I can have issues depending on who they are. But there like there's a younger sister character that I really liked in this movie. There are like the, the way everyone works together. I think is really 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 sweet. Um, yeah. I also think it, it does just feel like a more old school movie. Like part of the zaniness. I mean this this movie opens in the 70s and it cuts to the cave that we've seen in the trailer already and. Everything in the first, like, 10 minutes of this movie could have been made in, like, the 90s or something. It feels, like, very, very, very it's, silly yeah. and low rent. And yeah, it's like, very hokey. <laughs> and in, in, in a way that I dug, like, it, 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 it was fun. And it, it is playing with you, too, because it is being extremely goofy. And yet, kind of like the beginning of Guardians, where there's, like, tragedy occurs, but the tone of the movie is going to be very playful. So even the tragedy is kind of, like, in this silly... Or I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but this movie does the same thing where there are things that happen in the beginning of the movie that could have been played as like, oh shit, moments, but the movie is just being so like tongue in cheek with you that you kind yeah. of just roll with it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, 
I don't know what to say about this movie. I just, I just liked it. I'm, I'm sure we can have more conversation in spoilers. Sure, so, yeah. I mean, this is going to be like, if you don't count the spoiler section, this is like the fastest episode we've ever done. Yep. Um, but would you like to just uh, get it to verdicts for now? Yeah, why not? Cool. Uh, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, record of the caveat, wait for until pass of the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I, I'm still sticking to recommend with a caveat for this one, only because I, I had a lot of fun with it. It didn't make a huge mental footprint. Like, I'm already running out of things to want to say about it. And, like, I, I, I don't know. It, it was definitely playful and fun and heartwarming in a way, but it didn't, like, it didn't rise to that level of, oh, my God, I need to see this again. I, yeah. I felt happy with it. I'm excited for the sequel, but I... I, I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was good. I didn't feel like it was like mind blowing or anything. Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a record of the caveat as well. I, I think that I had amazing time with this. I can 100% see somebody seeing this and just not not liking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the girl that was in the seat next to me in the theater uh, just left towards the end of the film, what? and I, I, I like she gets up to leave, and I was like, "When you got to go, you got to go." Mm-hmm. And then she just never came back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh, I wonder what pushed you over the edge there, <laughs> because it's, like, just heating up. Like, why Did she have be? a compass with her? Yeah. She found her way home. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 so I, I can totally buy it if you, you don't jive with this. Maybe the, the, the seven sins are a little too much for you. Mm. Maybe uh, <laughs> the original Shazam, <laughs> it, it is not even old age makeup, is too much for you. Yeah, the Seven Sins are great. They remind me of like Ghostbusters or something. Yeah, no, they're 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 very cool. Um, also, who we'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that is going to do it for the main part of the review. Um, if you've already seen Shazam, you can stick with us, and in a moment we'll go into spoilers. Um, for everyone else, you should go out and see Shazam because um, we recommend it with a caveat. Um, but yeah, so we're going to close this out and then come back with spoilers. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? People can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Shazam, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, we're going to let you listen to that for a few seconds, then when we come back, it'll be full-blown spoilers. So, uh, prepare yourself, because you don't want to be spoiled. Alright, so we are back. This is spoiler territory. It's the after show. It's the part where we're going to go into full-blown spoilers for Shazam. So if you haven't seen the film, beware. Spoilers, Shazam coming at you right now. Hmm. Um, yeah, so let's talk about a little bit about Seven Deadly Sins. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed the conceit of that. And it, it felt like they, they it wasn't just like a weird, because when it started, I was kind of like, that, that's kind of weird, silly idea. Seven Sins, like what does that have to do with anything? And then the way they were used was very, very interesting. And I really love the idea of like this hero, that this hero, that this villain has been so like, beat down by everyone like his 
parents told him he was like worth nothing. His brother told him he was worth nothing. And he just has grown up needing the power to survive. And just the idea of like keeping envy as the one that never leaves his body, just mm-hmm. as a representation of like what he, like his being envious of the power of the rest of the world. Like that, that was just one of those things where like, that doesn't need to be in a kid's movie. Right. But it actually works in a way that's like, yeah, I, I, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt. I, I don't know. I, I, I personally really, really loved it. it so, okay. It, so, so that's my question because I almost said this at the beginning and I, I stopped myself. Is this a kid's movie? Like, who is this targeted for? So I, I think it, so I think it's a combination of, it's, it's a combination of kid wish fulfillment of like being able to have powers. But I think it's also a, like a critique of adults, right? Like mm-hmm. how kids view adults and how they view ramifications of like choices they make as they grow up right like Mm -hmm. i think you're supposed to see these versions of adulthood and like sort of like i don't know i I think there's some messages there for children to look at and be like oh yeah i don't really want to be that guy yeah (laughs) right i don't i don't know i feel like there's some sense of that maybe right yeah i i just couldn't tell because it it stars kids and it has a playfulness that makes me feel like throwback childlike But I don't know. I mean, I mean, it is an entry into. I don't know. Is this the DCEU officially or no? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's entry into the DCEU. So it. I mean, it feels like, like 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 we wouldn't call a Marvel movie a kids movie, right? No. Mm. So <laughs> double standard. I mean, I mean, they are PG thirteen, right? So they're technically young children, young adult. Mm-hmm. movies i don't know yeah <laughs> anyway be- because part of the joy i had with this movie was imagining it being like house with a clock in its balls or something like a movie that's like it's a kid's movie and it's doing other fun stuff on yeah. the side and and i don't know if i hold it to the like it is a movie for me standards if the writing still holds up or not i but that is it's interesting the more that you think about like you you were talking about um uh the performance of zachary and like mm-hmm. him being not quite being the kid but being his own shtick that he does. And it almost feels like this is an adult playing kids movie, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like all of the adults want to be cheesy and be children it's 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 the reverse of what the it's the reverse of what the kid is doing billy batson massage (laughs) nice um the kid billy batson is becoming an adult but it's really about adults playing like children Mm -hmm. um especially when we get to the end which we'll talk about in a second see like he thinks he's teaching the kids but the kids are teaching him the whole time (laughs) my brain just got shazammed (laughs) but yeah i mean it it is an interesting thing to think about but yeah i i both and (laughs) And anyway, I, I agree with your like assessment of the seven deadly sins. I thought yeah. that that scene where uh, Shazam is deducing like the seven deadly sins that are already running out there, the one that must still be in there, and then he tries to coax him out. Like, yeah. that, that's fun. That's clever. Yeah. I like it. So there was one fun, funny moment, which I'm I'm so glad that they addressed that. Like, as the sins remove disappear from the eye, it he loses some of the power that's been given to him by the sins because. <laughs> They're like they're they're dropping little bit of ex, little bits of exposition all around. So like when we first meet people, um, uh, Mark Strong as the villain character makes some sort of statement where he's like um, he says something like uh, the weapons of man can't hurt us. It's only the powers of uh, uh, whatever they refer magic. to. Magic only magic can hurt other. Magic. Yeah, only magic can hurt other magic. And and like <laughs> when they throw the batarang and it sticks into the back of his head, I was like. Did you just fucking say Batman's a wizard? Oh my god. 
you, you were so far ahead of this movie. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, I get it, because the things had left his body. I was like, all I mean, right, Batman did train with, like, a shaman or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was 100% like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I had a weird thing at the... So at the, at the beginning of this movie, the one thing we know about the little kid who would become Mark Strong is he has these like very pronounced circular glasses, like perfectly round glasses. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, he has the Harry Potter glasses. And so then in the future, when th- there's like the the female scientist who is like interviewing people about their dreams and the first way i knew like she had to be related to him i thought was she has those same circular glasses and at first i swear to god i was thinking like are they making like a trans villain in this movie because that's going to be really surprising um but then it showed him with the glasses so so and anyway that kind of broke my theory but still the bad guys have the round glasses okay that's that's fine that's what's going on in this movie then the little girl the little sister also has perfectly round glasses and i was thinking like are they going to make her get possessed by one of the seven deadly sins? Like I, I was finding motifs that just don't exist in this movie. So you were doing the same thing as me. Yeah. I was just keeping it in the superhero realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just doing, I don't even know what I was doing. Yeah. So, uh, the, so going back to Mark Strong's character, though, like I, so th- there's lots of characters that are villains that like grow up and then become evil and go over the time. But I like the idea of, um, of like him, Amassing, well, it's it's actually kind of funny because the OA came out <laughs> last week, and I just mm-hmm. watched that. Steve and I had like a nice little spoilery conversation about that before we recorded. But in that in that in in part two of the OA, um, one of the things they're addressing is people are studying people who have had a shared hallucination, right? Like a shared delusion amongst very many people. And they're trying to use this as a way to understand something. And this film is like the same sort of thing, right? Mark Strong's character has been funding this research to find people who claim they've had this weird abduction experience. And he's not trying to study it academically. He's specifically trying to study it because he's desperate desperate to find his way back to the realm that they were yeah, at. to learn the dance. Yeah, he, he, yeah, to learn the motions so that he can warp to the wizard dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it, it was just, I, I, I really enjoyed, maybe it just cohesively worked out that way. Um, but like, I, I like that idea of somebody just devoting their life to this one subject matter as like this way to reverse engineer what happened to them as a child. Um, so there's just like a lot of really interesting things, like a backstory that is way deeper than it needed to be for this. Like this, this film could have started with, here's your new foster family. Here's the fight you were in. Now you're on the bus and we're literally picking you as champion. But instead of that, like it reverses it. It gives us more time to learn what the villain's actually doing. And Billy Batson is just the last hope, mm-hmm. right? He's just the guy who was closest at the time. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I can't give you the test anymore, anyways, because the eye's already been taken. Here are my powers. And I thought that was like a, a fun way to kind of flip on its head that Billy Batson isn't just this like stand-up character who is uh, pure of heart, right? He's just the last guy that did something noble in one moment mm-hmm. and he gets the powers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a fun uh, backstory. I feel like there have been other hero, like superhero movies I've seen before where they are just random people. Like they don't have a good reason that they got the thing. Um, well, mo- most are like that. But th- this, yeah. this the back, the true backstory is that they're looking for somebody specific and mm-hmm. and he just throws that out because like there's no time left yeah so okay the the big reveal that we haven't talked about yet is that 
obviously he is not alone. The big, the big thing that he realizes is that he was meant to crown other people as I, they aren't, are they Shazam also? Cause Shazam isn't really the name, right? But Shazam well, is the name of the wizard. Well, so I think you still need to say Shazam to get the powers. Yeah. Um, so they're all Shazam. Okay. Yeah. Technically so he's princess sparkle fingers or whatever. Yeah. So, so there are other, other Shazams and he yeah. learned, he realizes that everyone in his new family can become superheroes yeah. just like him. Thank Did God you know that foster family had exactly seven children. <laughs> or whatever. A, a was that canon like was that a thing in comic books and b if it was did you know about it already uh my answer to both those questions is i don't know um so i definitely didn't know if it was there's i mean there's just the sense that they've established which is there were you there were originally a council of wizards that needed to fight that that would keep seven wizards to keep at bay the seven sins Mm -hmm. um and in the darkness bind them yeah (laughs) um so like it it like it made sense and I like didn't I didn't foresee it happening mm-hmm. um but I also don't don't know whether that was like a thing they established I I feel like it has to be a thing um just because the thing that we'll get to in a moment which is what are you going to do when you have seven Shazams mm-hmm. <laughs> like in your universe Yeah I like, knew cuz I you made a comment on Friday at the lunch table about like shazam maybe breaking the dc universe or something <laughs> and when i was watching shazam i was thinking like what it, what does chris have a problem with and then the moment they all showed up i was like oh it's the iron man suits again yeah yeah so basically at the end of iron man 2 um i was like if you just have like iron man's arguably one of the best avengers right i mean maybe he doesn't have special hammers and he doesn't have like photon blasts now that we have captain marvel Mm -hmm. but essentially he's like gets to be a regular dude when he wants to and then his suit comes out of nowhere and then he just has cool suits once he starts making like 50 other suits that just work on their own and can work in tandem then it's like well why do you need avengers when you have like 50 iron mans and i feel like seven shazams is probably equal to 50 iron mans Mm. um so i am curious when they grow up at least i think like the little girl is going to take some time to be a good shazam yeah, but I mean, first off, they're in a city that either has no crime yet mm-hmm. <laughs> or just doesn't have a superhero of its own. So I, I just, it seems weird, like specifically because they bring Superman in at the end of the film in that scene in the cafeteria. It's, it's not just Superman exists in this world, it's that Shazam and Superman now know each other. So clearly they're in cahoots. So, like, why would... Well, that's why I was wondering if this was really in the DCEU, because I didn't feel like that Superman was at all needed to be the, the like, Superman from Justice League or whatever. Well, I mean, it's... Like, they didn't even show his face, right? Like, that's well, how that's much because it was probably, a throwaway joke. That, that's because they weren't going to pay Henry Cavill to come over and stand in the suit for literally less than a second of a shot. And they should but... have. <laughs> you should just pump both his arms. He knew it was him. But, no, I, I think that... It I, that has to mean that it is him, right? Um, and especially because like the the young the young kid the the young the kid that's the one that's teaching him all about superheroes r- references having purchased a bullet that shard that had bounced off a of Superman. So it's like it's definitely supposed to be the Superman universe that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 
Which is another thing that's super weird is because everybody got pissed at Man of Steel because they were punching each other through buildings. And Mark Strong definitely punches <laughs> Shazam. Oh, yeah. What Does he have a bat villain name in this film? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Yeah. If they do, I feel like he doesn't really use it at all in the movie. But he does yeah. get rough. Like the scene where he first shows his powers walking into the conference room where his yeah. dad is working. And he just like throws his brother out that the window. That was gnarly. Yeah, like, that, was, that was a lot. Like I could, I could imagine like throwing up against the wall and choking somebody out or something like that. But like, just the literally, just like, and you're gone. <laughs> Honestly, I still had like a little bit of shell shock from Hotel Mumbai, where I was like, I don't know if I want to see this. <laughs> but then it was so unrealistic, I got on board. Yeah. But yeah, I um, yeah, I I liked the reveal. I I think the possibilities of like a bunch of kids, especially that little girl being a superhero, are like fun for the universe i still don't know how if they ever do want to tie these together how the hell they're going to do that yeah yeah um but I, I like it for what it is like i can imagine a standalone sequel that would be good it's going to be like a series of movies where superman's like i got it guys maybe when you're older <laughs> yeah yeah that's true it could be like a spider-man thing where we get to bide time that way yeah yeah but but i i really like um i i really like when we get the adult versions of the kids especially like adam brody adam brody yeah like adam brody showing up as the as the little dude i'm just like this is the best casting idea i not only did i not see this coming but i was like well you duh like, what if you had seen it coming what if you're just like adam brody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was just like oh you know i'd pick for big big little guy adam brody <laughs> that'd be my pick I want Seth from the OC to show up and be the superhero version of the crippled boy. Mm. And then I got my dream. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, I liked the the gag toward the end when uh, Mark Strong was giving his like supervillain monologue. Yeah. And he was too far away for Shazam to hear him. It's one of those things that like Ant-Man would have done it too, and I would have been like, okay, Paul Rudd, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying too hard to be funny. But for some reason in this movie, like I was calibrated to that level of silly where I was like, all right, you go, movie. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the, the one last thing I want to say is uh, speaking of like Ant-Man and comparing the two, I loved the use of the Shazamming and de Shazamming. As sort of like the Ant-Man big mm -hmm. small sort of thing where like yeah. he could be trapped in a situation, Shazam himself out of it and then re-Shazam into Shazam. And <laughs> like I just thought that was a really inventive – like it's dangerous. You're doing a, a huge risk when you do that because you're becoming mortal yeah. like for those split seconds. But it really is like the only way out of a bind. And it was it was just cool to see him – use that to effect especially when he zaps envy yeah like by shazamming well like, then i was thinking back like were there other times when he could have zapped the character and the lightning bolt just missed or something because i feel like he shazams out of clutches in other in other parts well and this is specifically like demons that are apparating dis disapparating right mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe there's like an extra special yeah thing that's happening but yeah i, I thought it was very, very yeah yeah because mark strong's like holding both of yeah. his arms and he like shazams he's like what um so yeah I, I i still like that i thought that was fun too i um i did so I'm, i mentioned pre-spoiler that i like where this goes with his origin story it basically like just very lightly like not for very long has him go back and find his mother yeah and she ha is living in her own kind of bad situation and she admits like 
hey, I was 17 when I had you. My dad kicked me out of the house. Also, Your dad... she did not look 17 no, so in she, that flashback. She couldn't have been... I, I want to say she was 17 when she had him, not in the flashback. Because... No, I mean in the flashback. Because she, she says, I ditched you because I was just 17. Uh, see, I, I felt like there were just missing words in her sentence. And she meant, like, I was 17 when I had you. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't ready to be a mother. And now Maybe. when you were five or however old he is in that Either way, flashback. she wasn't low 20s yeah. no, in sure. flashback either. Yeah. And anyway, all, all that aside, I thought having it be like your mom wasn't ready to raise you and she isn't a villain or like a hero who's suddenly all tearful about his return. She's just like in between. I thought that was interesting. Like I, I liked that for his character especially. Yeah, I guess I I'm sort of tired of the like – single mom with abusive stephusband guy that lives in her apartment and yells at her when she tries to talk to somebody outside of the door. I'm I'm a little tired of that trope. Mm. Um I was I would just I was just thankful she wasn't like a drug addict when she opened the door or something yeah. like that, right? Um so I I was less stoked on those scenes, but it was it did it did get me when he's like I found my way home and he like answered her and he's like maybe you'll need this more than me. No, when when he, like, when he oh, gave God. it to her because she would need it more than him, I felt like that was a big character moment for him. I I, yeah. I liked it. That got me pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I I just when he was going in and I could hear like when I could hear people like domestic abuse happening in the doors as he came up the stairs, I was like, oh man, they're gonna do it, aren't they? Like yeah. I just. It wasn't as bad as I I was imagining it was going to be, but I was just glad that she wasn't like strung out or something when she right. opened the door. So yeah, I I do feel like going back like to the earlier observation about the the way this movie had kind of violence with hokiness altogether. I feel like there are moments in this movie that like in the real world they're pretty dangerous. Like all the stuff of him learning what his powers are and the way him and Freddie like are figuring that out. Yeah. And <laughs> he he's tries like, to light him on fire. Yeah, tries to light him on fire, tries to have guys shoot him in the face. He's like zapping people and not knowing what he's doing. He's <laughs> wreaking havoc. You know, you you mentioned the the Man of Steel type moments in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that where I feel like they could do serious harm. And even when he is just a kid, when he's just Billy, when he's beating up those bullies and he whacks him in the face with the metal crutch, like, but they that also, would fuck a kid up. They also hit him with their car. Yeah, I know. Which I, I like, I've seen bullies be bully, but like nobody <laughs> hits a kid with a crutch with their car. They do. Like, that was gnarly. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I still I still get what you're saying. Yeah, like the thing I c- couldn't help but think about in that in that moment in the the shopping mart thing is like even if there wasn't a chance he was not going to be immune to bullets like the kid standing right there like a bullet could ricochet off like i was like why (laughs) maybe you should shoot him in the face (laughs) like i was like why are you asking them to shoot him also not to go for realism here but would someone robbing a liquor store really like shoot a guy point blank who like just walks toward them why wouldn't he just run away i I felt like the they wouldn't have actually escalated i mean if he was in a costume and he was super buff maybe (laughs) i guess so (laughs) you have to assume that he's some sort of hero right nobody looks like that and wears a suit that dumb that's true (laughs) now so the setting of this movie is philadelphia other movies it's a cream cheese Other movies have famously been set in Philadelphia involving people who suddenly find that they have superpowers. Um, Do you think this should unify with the Unbreakable universe? (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) 
it shouldn't. I think that the Unbreakable films are about natural evolution of human beings, not wizards who bestow powers upon people. <laughs> okay, final thought. I thought the lead character who plays Billy Batson looked like I, like a I, male I, Maisie Williams. I feel like he has like the eyes and yeah, the hair I, and I, the yeah, look. I, I'm 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 seeing a picture of him like making a face like mm-hmm. when he's proud of something he did, and I can I can kind of see it. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> We're only like a week away from this. Maybe she's going to appear as Billy Batson. We'll see. In the show. Well, I mean, she's appeared as many people. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess that about does it. She is um, kind of the Shazam of the Game of Thrones universe. <laughs> Except for she yells it after she takes <laughs> off her face. Shazam. <laughs> But yeah, um, we're about to take off. Um, This week starts the SF Film Festival, so there will be a strange um, release schedule coming soon, and there'll probably be a lot of episodes coming at you, Um, so hopefully you enjoy those. But uh, yep, hope you all enjoyed Shazam, hope you all enjoyed this episode of ours, and uh, hope we enjoyed the SF Film Festival. Okay, now to make our movies not be in vain, one sentence review each of Pet Cemetery and Unicorn Store. (laughs) <laughs> I'll start. Unicorn store. <sighs> Got to make this sentence count. Um, kind of like Kimmy Schmidt meets Garden State and worse than both of them. Way, way, way too cutesy. Did not like it. <laughs> that was a gnarly run-on sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I will say Pet Cemetery adds weird haunty-esque things throughout the story before anybody gets buried in the Pet Cemetery, and that is dumb. Sweet. <laughs> I think that was a full sentence. <laughs> oh, my second sentence is prequel to Room. But <laughs> if you had watched it, then we could have gone into that. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> means that movie ends in a really disturbing way. <laughs> the penultimate scene involves her going into a room under unknown circumstances, and we are not supposed to know if she's going to make it out. <laughs> gotcha. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> kind of. Very vaguely spoilers. All right, bye. Bye. Chosen from among all others by the immortal elders Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury, Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. A word which transforms him in a flash into the mightiest of mortal beings, Captain Marvel.